Mic check. To the name, anyway. Five. I'm rolling. Are you ready? Four. Dumb little story. That by the Three. Way. We're hot. Stand by. Two. I think I might have a concussion. One. Expect that they know this stuff. Here we go. They look like Keeper Sutherland. Hey, and welcome to the meeting. Um, Lou Tao, joined always by Ryan Weichel. Hello. Hey. Um, on today's agenda, uh, the irony, blame it on my blood, and not chick magnet, but gator magnet, and... And a lemonade stand robbery, and a ban on drunken puppy buying. I forgot where I was supposed to tease two stories. Doesn't matter, does it? I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> but what if we don't get to all three... Well, now you have, you'll have to at least mention it. Yeah, I had to cut it out or something. Oh, yeah. You can edit. Um, but before we get to uh, those stories, anything new going on this week, man? Anything uh, you want to talk about off the top? No, not really. Not really? It's on your mind today. Mm, they're doing the running the bulls in Spain. Right now they are? Uh, I think for the week. I think Is it a week at fair? I have no idea. I'm not Do sure. the bulls run more than once? I think so. I think they do multiple runs. Mm. But the first one, the first run was uh, a couple of days ago. Okay. Yeah. And I asked you earlier in the week, would you participate in it? Yes, you did. Yeah. And I said, if you flew me out there, then I would do it. All expense paid. Just oh. to fly <laughs> out there, just to uh, just to participate in it and yeah. fly back. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you be scared of getting trampled on? Well, how many people really actually are seriously injured? I don't know. Uh, probably not. Every year, I hope. I don't want to say I hope, but God, that <laughs> sounds bad. Every year, I really. I get. I hope. <laughs> there are some like gruesome, gruesome you, deaths. Or you something. hope there are. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I, I you don't... definitely hear about, like some serious stuff every year. I feel like. Yeah. But I hope for that because I don't really understand the tradition. And then that led us to, when we were talking about this earlier in the week, uh-huh. that led us to uh, judging a culture by its own standards. Right. Which uh, has a word for it. Do you remember what that word was? Um, cultural relativism. Yes. I forgot what it was. <laughs> Thank you. I'm you glad looked you remember. it up. I looked it up. <laughs> and so we were talking about cultural relativism. <laughs> and I guess uh, I shouldn't be uh, hoping for all these bad things to happen at this <laughs> festival. No. No, because I don't think I, you should be wishing people to be harmed and injured in general. I I shouldn't. No, well, because uh, I I consider myself um, like a humanitarian. I guess I like you know I like animals and that's not a humanitarian. That's an animaltarian. Animaltarian. <laughs> Um, you hate humans, but you like animals. I feel like uh, I feel like there there's like a, I don't know. It almost seems like a unfair treatment making these bulls run through this. Oh, uh, so you feel bad street. for the bulls? I, yeah, I feel and bad for the bulls. That's why you're hoping that they injure people. Yeah, um, just so <laughs> they would stop this tradition. I see but, where you're coming from. But then again, I can't really judge a culture. Uh, I can only judge it by their own standards. Right. Um, which is, uh, I think, a very smart way to look at it. Um, I mean, who are we to really judge them? Well, and we're better than them, so what? why not judge them? <laughs> In what way? <ways? laughs> 
in, in what ways are we better than them? <laughs> better than who? Uh, the Spaniards. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was just kind of a blanket statement. I didn't really have anything to back it up. Oh, well, that doesn't help. <laughs> um, well, I mean, so that's that's what's been going on. Um, also, I've been a uh, follow-up to last week's podcast. I yeah. was uh, on this week-long challenge uh, where I tried to cut out all meat from my diet. Right. And, I've been waiting to hear how it goes. And with that, also soda. Uh-huh. Cutting out all meat and soda from my diet. I failed. Failed? What do you mean you failed? <laughs> On both counts. <laughs> failed? I failed. I thought you were going strong. I was. Uh, so what happened was um, I decided to take on this challenge Tuesday night uh, as I was falling asleep. And then Wednesday night, um, I ended up going to Wendy's yeah. and getting a chili. Which famous has, chili fiasco. Which has, <laughs> has me in it. So then... I want so I wanted to restart this challenge on Thursday, and it was going good. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, you know, no meat. It was all vegetables, uh, all salad and pasta. Uh huh. And then all day Sunday was fine until uh, I get done uh, working Sunday. Uh, I go to the gym for a couple hours. Uh, get done. I'm really hungry. Are you ever hungry after like a long workout? Sure. Okay. Well, that happens to me. <laughs> I come home, and I, on the way home, I was thinking about stopping by, um, you know, one of those late-night fast food restaurants uh-huh. and getting something. But uh, I also have this other challenge going, which I'll explain later, why I didn't um, stop by the fast food restaurant. So I decided to go, so I just go home, and I just thought, you know, I'll just make something at home. Uh, when I got home, uh, this was July 4th weekend. Right. Yeah. So when I got home, there was a plethora of food, <laughs> just an incredible amount of spaghetti, um, barbecue ribs, chicken. Sounds delicious. It was a feast. <laughs> it was just a feast. And it wasn't fair um, to have all this food just laying around. Uh-huh. Uh, what happened was uh, when I was uh, at work, uh, my family had... Uh, my sister-in-law's side of the family over, and they were doing the July 4th celebrations over there, and they had a big feast and just incredible amount of leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much like half of everything they made. They made stuff for like 100 people. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. <laughs> so there was just a lot left over, and it just seemed like a shame to let all that food <laughs> go to waste. Yeah, It just didn't seem right. Right. So that spaghetti was just staring me in the face, and I just I caved in. <laughs> and the spaghetti wasn't that great it wasn't the greatest which kind of makes it it had meat in it though it had meat in it though which kind of made it a bummer because hmm. I, I broke this week-long challenge and spaghetti wasn't even that good well and that's all you ate was the spaghetti yeah i had two plates of spaghetti oh so good you just said it wasn't that good no no you... the fact that i had two <laughs> plates was so good <laughs> but the, sp- no, the spaghetti wasn't as good as it's been as i've had it before in oh. the past but uh so that's how I broke that. So and then after that, did you just eat meat or you went back on? I, no, after that, I just kind of, I was thinking, well, I kind of messed up on the challenge. So what's the point of so keeping you gave it? up? I gave up on it. <laughs> and I'm glad I did. <laughs> it was rough. It was really rough. My gosh. Uh, what was harder, I think, was the soda challenge. 
because it's something that I wasn't so conscious about all the time. Yeah. Uh, I explained last week there would be like soda on the counter or in the fridge, and I would almost grab it, mm-hmm. but didn't. Um, I broke that earlier in the week. Uh, actually, on Wednesday, I think it was. The day after you started. No, no, no. Um, a week from Wednesday. A week from the uh, the Wednesday I started. So I lasted oh, about a week. So you made it quite a ways. Yeah. Um, we were on break here d- during the late shows, and I decided to go out and get dinner. And um, since I already broke my meat challenge, yeah. I just went and got a burger and right. fries and a soda. And I wasn't even thinking about it when that guy asked me uh, what soda I wanted, and I just <laughs> replied, like, Sprite. Uh-huh. And so I started drinking it in the car, and about after like the third sip i just realized oh my god what am i doing <laughs> i just put this and and i was just so disappointed i was like oh, i can't believe that just happened hmm. so that was a bummer anyways so i <laughs> so i failed on both those front and my third challenge um was i had well, a financial challenge was i was trying to spend less than 40 dollars uh this came about because last week uh my debit card was quote-unquote compromised or it could have been uh-huh. um so when i went to go pay uh for some items at the grocery store um it was red, red flagged i contacted the bank and that they told me it could have been compromised so and they were suspicious of some recent purchases i made which i didn't understand because <laughs> all the re- recent purchases were at were for food you know <laughs> that's like the only thing i ever used my card my debit card for is whenever I go to like uh, McDonald's or Burger King or something like that. Right. So they were the same purchases yeah. you always make. <laughs> They've been the same purchases for the past three years. Did you go to like some <laughs> new, different kind of restaurant that you don't normally go to? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. They but, were looking at your charge and they thought, yeah, he eats fast food, American pasta stuff like that and then all of a sudden they see a charge at a chinese food restaurant yeah and they're they just think like, it's suspicious. Whoa, that is not right <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong here his card is compromised this guy does not eat chinese food. yeah let's red flag this thing <laughs> so um i contacted them and then the lady i talked to was really nice she suggested that i pull out um eighty dollars uh and they're gonna send me a new card uh-huh. um after i pulled out the eighty dollars they're gonna they were gonna pretty much close the card and send me a new one so if you're going through my mail, please don't look for that card. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I I said originally I was going to pull out $40 because I didn't think I was going to be spending that much. And she cautioned against that. She said you should probably pull out more. And I was thinking, you know what, I probably, I'm probably i probably not going to spend that much. But she seemed pretty convinced that I was going to be spending more than $40. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know what, just to make her happy, I'll pull out 80 So I pulled out $80 and... My little challenge to myself again was I'm going to try to spend less than $40 uh-huh. so I can say, hey, I told you so to this, this random lady. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't account for gas. Um, <laughs> and that was the big thing. I didn't account for gas. Yeah. So that's, that's one trip to the gas station. And you're like, I, I was depleted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going, I was pretty good. I was uh, over the course of about four days, I spent probably 13 bucks. Uh-huh. And then. My car was low on gas. I had to get gas, um, and I just spent. I just I did that prepay where you paid twenty bucks for right. gas. So I was trying to limit myself, and I I still haven't received my card. It's been about a you week. You still and a haven't half. got it? No, it's been about a week and a half. She said it was going to be a week. Well, it's a good thing you got that eighty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Are you almost out of your eighty dollars? No, because uh, 
I had some, earned some money also oh. um, by selling a couple um, stuff. And I gave you $8 the other day. Yes. And that paid for my uh, <laughs> my soda mishap. Oh, so it was my fault. No, because I would have gone there. <laughs> I would have gone there anyways. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I didn't feel bad. Oh, all right. <laughs> do you think of any week-long challenges that you would like to do? Well, no. That doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't really think about it either. Why do I need a challenge? Just to make it fun. Fun? Just to make it fun so you can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't do the uh, the the cutting out meat from your diet one. I don't think I would make it. You didn't make it. I didn't make it. That's be- Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> uh, how long do you think you could cut out meat? meat? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I thought I was setting myself a pretty high mark for a week. Yeah. And that but was then you ran high. into the 4th of July. Yeah. So if it wasn't the holiday weekend, do you think you could have would have made it? Uh, probably if there wasn't all that food there hmm. just sitting around. So I lasted about four days. Would you be able to do four days without meat? I would think that I probably could. Would you want to do four days <laughs> without meat? Would you, would you take on this challenge? Well, I can't do it tomorrow. Why? <laughs> do you have a cookout? I'm going to a Brewers game. There's going to be tailgating. There's going to be brats. <sighs> That's unfair. And then I have a party to go to after that where there's also a cookout. I feel like there's going to be a lot of cook- cooking out tomorrow. Okay. How about we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No meat. No meat. So you eat nothing but salads and pasta. Salads, which you never eat. I'm not going to eat salads. you never had before. I'll eat bread. I'll eat a lot of carbs. Okay, so so will you do that four days? See if you can beat my mark. Oh well, that means you should go five days then. Yeah. So I'll can have to you go do, Monday through Friday? Can you do that, Monday through Friday, and then Saturday well, you can just pig out. <laughs> I guess I'll uh, give it a shot. <laughs> All right, starting Monday then. <laughs> starting Monday. I'll send you a text to remind you. <laughs> yeah, remind me. All right. Okay. Um, I guess uh, we'll move on. Our first. Did you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Go right ahead. Okay. Um, our first story, or my first story, uh, was kind of not near and dear to me, but <laughs> kind of close to me. Uh, it was about, from Yahoo News, uh, about a motorcyclist who crashed uh, in a helmet law protest. He died um, in a crash while protesting uh, against this helmet law uh-huh. that's supposed to be passed in New York. Uh, a bareheaded motorcyclist riding in protests of New York State's helmet law crash struck his head on a roadway and died from his injuries, state police said on Sunday. Philip Contos, 55, was riding among a large group of motorcyclists staging an organized protest ride in western New York near Syracuse against a state law requiring all motorcyclists to wear helmets. The parish New York resident crashed on Saturday in Route 11 in uh, Onondaga, New York, and was pronounced dead later at a local hospital, State Trooper Robert uh, Jeweler said. The doctor felt the death could have been prevented if he simply had been wearing a helmet, Jeweler said. He hit hit the brakes, lost control, was ejected, and struck his head on the road. He suffered a skull fracture. That's kind of... I kind of care about that because I think if you ride a motorcycle, you should be wearing a helmet Uh because it's just another safety 
thing, another safety precaution. Right. Uh, I ri- I just recently got my motorcycle license, which mm-hmm. so I'm all excited about it. But I haven't been able to ride my motorcycle recently. <laughs> but every time I do, I wear my helmet. Yes. Um, just because I'm always paranoid that anything can happen at any moment. And it's just really ironic that this guy ends up crashing and dying from a head wound. Yeah. The point of their protest obviously like backfired on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything that's going to create more support for helmets. It would. It, it's just... It's just a bad culmination of why you were riding and the reason you were riding. Well, I guess it's about the same thing. <laughs> it's just a bad culmination <laughs> of all this coming together. If you ride a motorcycle, you should wear your helmet. <laughs> yes, and you do. I do. But should there be a law requiring you to wear a helmet? I don't think there should be. There should be something that's up to the individual Yeah. Uh, to decide. That's what I believe. So you almost support their protest, but... I don't support the protest. You support kind of their cause, but... Yeah, but you should be smart enough. I think you should be... If you ride a bike, you should be smart enough to know that it provides... A helmet provides an extra layer of protection and a, a, a serious layer of protection, yeah. I might add. And if you ride motorcycles, like I said, you sh- you probably hear stories all the time of people dying from not wearing helmets. Mm-hmm. I mean, we work in news, and... It seems like every week we hear about one or two cyclists that die from uh, head-related injuries. Yeah. You know, and it's just something you wonder, why don't people wear helmets? Uh, maybe just because they, they think they look goofy. Uh, I don't know. You, you need know? the wind blowing in your hair. You do. Uh, that feeling is pretty good, <laughs> but laying on the pavement with blood gushing out is also not a good feeling. No. So which one would you rather be feeling, I guess, is the question. <laughs> That's all I have for that. That's depressing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to a bad note. <laughs> well. What's next? Well, what's first for you, man? All right. Let's uh, move on to some puppies. This comes from the, the Washington Post out of it's a story about New York. So, drunk puppy buying has been banned at West Village pet stores. A night of boozing can have many unintended consequences, the cutest of which is buying a puppy. Two pet stores in New York's West Village have banned people who may be under the influence of alcohol from buying pets. Le Petit Puppy manager Fernanda Moritz said patrons who leave nearby watering holes after happy hour wander into their store to gawk at and sometimes purchase the pups on at least one occasion this had an almost fatal outcome Maurice said that she sold a chihuahua to a possibly drunk woman who bought, brought it back the next day almost dead they took it to the vet and found five pills in the dog's stomach thankfully the little guy did survive another pet store city pups has instituted a similar band leandro jake Jacoby, the store's manager, prevents impulse buys by asking drunk customers to come back the next day to make their puppy purchases. Apparently most people don't return. In a few cities across America, it's already impossible for people who are drunk and sober to take home a furry companion. West Hollywood banned pet stores from selling cats and dogs last year in the hopes of hurting puppy mills. Stores are still allowed to offer up pets from shelters, though. So yeah, so you can't buy the puppies when you're drunk. <laughs> I thought it was kind of a funny story. 
<laughs> a funny story? Yeah. Um, the funny thing I'd noticed <laughs> that I picked out of that, I don't think uh, should have been, I sh- should have been something I picked out, uh-huh. uh, was I guess you can sort of tell it was over- something that was written overseas. I don't know if it was written overseas. The story? Yeah. I don't know if the story was actually written overseas. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because they refer to uh, the bars or pubs as watering, watering holes. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know why I picked that out of the whole thing. Um, but I can see this happening a lot. I mean, you... if First of all, why is there a a pet store? Um, right by these bars? Yeah, right by these bars in this neighborhood. This doesn't seem like a really smart <laughs> uh, idea. It, it just seems like you're you're inviting more problems almost by choosing that location. Well, I don't know. In a city... I, I, I mean, guess. you can see, like, I mean, stuff springs up where it springs up. Mm-hmm. If you get that prime location, you don't want to move, mm. whether you're a pet store or a bar. That's true. Have you ever had the uh, urge of just going out and adopting a, a pet? pet? Yeah. No, not really. Oh. But, I I mean, I can see how I know I've had a few drinks, and then maybe, like, there's something you think you should buy all of a sudden, and you jump online and buy something just kind of spur of the moment mm. usually that happens to me before i get drunk <laughs> before you get drunk <laughs> yeah <laughs> at times uh when me and my friends go out or my friends and i go out and get certain non h2o drinks <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll have uh moments where i just <laughs> spur of the moment just buy uh, a plethora <laughs> again, I'm using that word again, plethora, or just a wide variety of non-H2O drinks. <laughs> um, but not with pets, I guess. Yeah, but I could see how it could happen. Yeah. If you're a little drunk, you see a cute puppy, you think it's a good idea at the time. Mm-hmm. But these store owners or employees, why would you even contemplate selling um, a pet? Uh, to a drunk patron <laughs> in the first place. Well, I mean, if it's happened before in the past, couldn't you tell if they're drunk? Yeah. And couldn't you, wouldn't, well, wouldn't it depends you on how have, drunk they are, I guess. I guess, but wouldn't you just have the presence of mind to say, hey, this isn't a good idea? But you want to make that sale still, it seems like, to, to me. I mean, yeah, they're they, in I the business of selling pets. That's true. They if you're going to sell something, then you should sell it. Okay, uh, my next story comes from uh, yahoonews.com, again, uh, all the way from Tokyo. Mm. Uh, Forced to quit after barely a week as Japan's Reconstruction uh, Minister for remarks deemed offensive to victims of the March earthquake and tsunami, uh, Ryu Matsumoto had an unusual explanation for his behavior, his blood type. My blood type's B, which means I can be irritable and impetuous, impetus, is it impetus? And my intentions don't always come across, he said, uh, Tuesday after his resignation. My wife called me earlier to point out, I think I need to reflect about that. Matsumoto was taping into or tapping into a widespread belief in Japan that blood types correspond to various character traits. Japan's fascination with blood types began in the early 20th century and is similar to the belief in astrology and horoscopes. Many Japanese believe... Um, wait... Uh, oh, many Japanese believe their blood type can foretell success in romance and suitability for jobs. Romance? Yep. It's not uncommon for the subject to come up with uh, 
come up in conversation sometimes as explanation for an action and a directory um, of members of parliament lists the blood types of many along with their hometowns and hobbies. Hmm. Oh, uh, many Japanese, however, said it was not an acceptable reason for Matsumoto's behavior on a trip to the devastated northern region during which he told a prefecture, uh, governor, and government would not uh, would not help communities that failed to come up with ideas to help themselves. Speaking before TV cameras, Matsumoto reprimanded the governor for keeping him waiting and then ordered journalists not to report the exchange or else their media outlets would suffer. Do you think that's a reasonable, reasonable excuse? Yes. To blame it on your blood type? Aren't you type B? I'm... You're kind of irritable and... I guess. <laughs> whatever I, all that other stuff is. Uh, I, I'm not... I'm not... Actually, I don't know my blood type. Because I haven't had a... I haven't um, had a blood test in a while. Or even donated blood. I don't know my blood type either. Do most people know their blood type? I don't know. Probably in Japan. Probably in Japan. It seems to be... I guess it's... it's uh, Like they say, it, it's... Equal to uh, knowing your horoscope because I know um, what what is that sign you are. Yeah, what sign I am. What sign are you? I think Taurus. I think Taurus. But someone was trying to convince me that they rearranged everything. People know their signs. I'm a Scorpio. So I guess it's you seem like a Scorpio. <laughs> Over in Japan, I guess uh, if yes, uh, if it's like the same thing, knowing your blood type would be. But to blame something like your 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 you being irritable, yeah, on your blood type, I think that's a, <laughs> I think I think it's a sad excuse. A sad excuse. I think it's a sad. Well, it sounds like most people think it's a sad excuse. I think it's really dumb. Um, um, you could be you could be B positive. You can be B negative. B negative. <laughs> and. Y- just to say that you're like you're one, I guess, lapse um, in judgment or lapse in how you project uh, your message to people to blame that on your blood type. Uh-huh. I just don't see that. I mean, I, I don't go around saying uh, or when I'm irritable and I'm just mean to people, I guess. I don't go around blaming it on my uh, my sign of being a Scorpio. No, no, because we're used to it. You're always mean and you're yeah. <laughs> I'm always a jerk. <laughs> I'm just a punk. Uh, but that sucks. After a week, I mean, this guy's only been on the job for a week, and he had to resign. So now you feel bad for him? Not really. I don't know. Something about the uh, the situation makes it seem like as if he had a big head about himself. <laughs> yeah. Almost. Well. He's type blood type B. Mm-hmm. Don't they all have big heads? Yeah, they're all special. <laughs> What's your next story? Let's see here. Ohio kids say teens robbed their lemonade stand. Children selling lemonade in the Cleveland suburbs have told police they were robbed by teenagers who pulled up in a rusty old car and threatened to beat them up. 11-year-old Omar Shabep says he and his friends got scared and handed over their money. But he says that he chased the car as it drove away and the teens tossed back some of the cash. The kids estimate they lost at least $13.50 to the thieves, described as two guys wearing blue hoodies and skinny jeans, and three teenage girls. 
parents of the children say a, a kind person donated $20 at the police station to make up for the theft. Police are asking for tips to track down the thieves. That was nice of the person to donate $20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. That just sounds like a story of, like, bullying, almost. Bullying? Yeah, sort of. I mean, they don't really know. I guess the victims don't didn't know the... Uh, the people robbing them or stealing no. from them. Probably just some teen. Well, it says there were two teenagers, two guys mm-hmm. hanging out with these three teenage girls. Obviously, they were driving. They must have been 16, 16 17. Probably just trying to impress these girls. I guess. By stealing money from 11 so, year olds. Some punk kids. I think we've all been there. Uh, yeah. Well, when you hear about these, you just feel bad for them. I mean, these are. How old are these kids? 11. I mean, they're 11. At least years the one old. kid's 11. So they're like 10, 11 years old. But why is he chasing the car? Would they throw some of the money back to him? Um, I don't know. Well, this kid, obviously, he didn't feel good about getting robbed, sort of. <laughs> you know, so chase after the car. And why would you throw the money out then? Yeah, that's the question. That doesn't make sense. That just, <laughs> that just sounds stupid. <laughs> so um, that he got at least $13.50. Yeah. What's the point? What, of chasing the car? Of stealing $13.50. I don't know. Maybe when they were driving away, they felt bad about what they did. Um, I so, I had a, a sort of similar incident. Like, that happened to me when I was, I think, around the same age. You were at a attending Ten, a lemonade stand? Yeah, no, not a lemonade stand. We, this was actually trick-or-treating. Um, me and my friends, we were trick-or-treating around the neighborhood, and... Uh, we were in like a dark lit area, uh, mm-hmm. going from house to house, and this wasn't a really busy neighborhood. Um, so in between uh these two houses, we were walking to uh this teenage boy and I guess his little brother, um, who this kid must have been sixteen, seventeen, also, uh-huh. and I want to say his little brother was probably. Uh, younger than me at the time, so he was probably seven, eight, nine. Uh, these guys were, I guess, troublemakers um, because they showed up on bikes with uh, what seemed like uh, pellet guns at the time. Uh, uh-huh. Ended up being paintball guns and stole my friend's candy. At gunpoint. Yeah, at gunpoint. And so we, we got the cops involved and everything. Um, they were eventually caught. Luckily for us, but that that story just kind of reminded me of that when that happened. I remember we were trying to do our own investigation, <laughs> me and my my friends and I, uh-huh. <laughs> when that happened to us, and we I don't know how we got to this, but we narrowed it down to this one kid uh, who was in my little brother's grade, and then this this kid who was in my little brother's uh, grade, he's two years younger than me, and it turns out uh, he was the little brother that. Uh, that helped uh, rob my friend of his candy. Hmm. It was just so weird and random. Why are you robbing people of candy on Halloween? Isn't there enough candy to go around? Yeah, like you just... All if you, you do is go to some door and they'll give it to you. You don't want to put in the effort to just go door to door by yourself? Well, it can be exhausting. I guess. But So you would rather ride around on bikes with paintball guns <laughs> I remember kids. one Halloween 
I think it was me and my brother and one other kid went up to this door, and there's one of those houses where they just leave the bowl outside, you know, because mm-hmm. they don't want to bother doing whatever. <laughs> but by the those are so horrible. By the bowl, there was a little sign that said, "Take two, I'm watching you." So we went to the door and. We each took more than two, admittedly. Yeah. <laughs> and my like my one friend we were with took like a, quite a bit. <laughs> and I walked away. I was down at the end of the driveway, and then the door swings open, and uh-huh. this like grumpy old man's at the door. Uh-huh. And he literally like stood at the door and like chewed out my brother and this friend for like <laughs> five ten minutes while I'm standing like by the mailbox, just kind of watching. Yeah. Talking about how he's so disappointed and how he's gonna pray for them and like they had just done something just so like horrible and unthinkable. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> well, he wanted he wanted to make your brother and your friend feel bad. Did he yeah. su- did he succeed? I don't think so. I think they thought it was a little ridiculous. Did over they the shrug top. it off? Yeah. <laughs> but that just goes to show you that little kids around Halloween they get greedy. They're willing to do a lot of things. That's, yeah. It's a lot of candy around to be had. <laughs> Why would you put a bowl out there and watch it? Yeah, Why what kind you... of person is just waiting to catch kids taking yeah. more candy? I mean, that just sounds, that almost sounds pedophile or ish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird in itself to do that, I think. If you're just going to sit there and watch, why don't you just at least, well, why, why don't you give out candy instead of just putting yeah. out a note? It's entrapment. It is. I mean, that's just not fair. No. Gosh, you should have got, you should go back. If you remember <laughs> the house, you should go back and you should give that old man a lecturing of your own. Well, he could be dead by now. Oh. And I have no <laughs> idea where it was. <laughs> I have nothing else for that. All right. <laughs> well, uh, my next story is about a man who bought an alligator, possibly as a chick magnet <laughs> item, I guess. <laughs> Uh, from MSNBC.com, um, a Ford Heights man almost sacrificed his freedom for his pet. Dwayne Yarbrough of the 800 block of East 11th Place in Chicago pleaded guilty Tuesday to charges he kept a dangerous pet alligator in his kitchen, allegedly in an attempt to entice the ladies. Still, he avoided jail and was coincidentally discharged by Cook County Judge C.J. Don- uh, Donnelly for one year. Yarbrough told authorities that he had purchased a gator five years ago in Indiana for $200 and did, did not know if it was a male or female. He said he kept the animal to attract women. <laughs> American alligators can grow up to be 14 feet long. Uh, to keep his gator a reasonable size, Yarbrough fed the animal to 10 live mice a month and kept it in a small tank in his kitchen. The alligator was, was removed by Cook County Animal Control and taken to the Animal Welfare League in Chicago Ridge. It will later be turned over to Chicago Herpetology Society. Hmm. He keeps it in his kitchen. Yeah, and here's a picture of it right there. That thing looks like it's oh. 10 inches long. Yeah, it's not that big. Not that big. But, but he bought it a couple of years ago, and he feeds it a, you know, uh, almost 10 mice a, a month. T- 10 mice a month. So at least he's sort of managing its growth, yeah. I guess. Is that healthy for an alligator to... I don't know. It's supposed to be growing yeah you would think if you're stunting its growth it can't be good for it no so that's that doesn't seem pretty good about that i just wonder how much he had success how much success he had attracting women with this thing yeah and what what's the uh what's the idea behind that well what's the premise behind it i don't know you're out of the bar 
You say, having hey. a couple of drinks, you say, hey, you want to come back to my place and see my alligator? <laughs> that sounds like a dirty pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not in that case. <laughs> we should try that tonight at the bar. <laughs> you want to come back to my place and see my gator? <laughs> we could, but then once we get those women back to our places, they would be upset that there wasn't an alligator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know anybody who has a, a pet alligator? No. Do you? I don't, uh, but it just I, uh, this is one of those stories that I, that I I don't get. Like, why do people have these pets? Oh. Um, kind of like going back to the gentleman who had that boa uh-huh. a couple of po- uh, weeks ago, who went camping with his boa. Yeah. Now this uh, isn't as bad because he has his pet gator and a tank at home, mm-hmm. um, and he's not camping with it like that boa that got away, <laughs> but. <laughs> Why do you get a gator to supposedly attract women? That I, is, is there something about gator that women find especially amusing <laughs> or intriguing? I don't know. That I don't know about. It's an intriguing animal. I sure. Sort of. I mean, it's rare. People might want to see it. If somebody asked me if I wanted to come and see their alligator, I would say probably yeah. Probably, I guess so. Oh, I guess it might be. Rare. I guess it's rare. Up further north you get from the Gulf yeah. in Florida. Oh Well, I don't have much more for this story. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to leave off with? Um, I'd like to thank our live studio audience, Jamie Yeager. <laughs> you can follow him, him at tw- on Twitter, <laughs> at Jamie Yeager. Uh, does he have a Twitter account? He should. <laughs> And you know what? We should uh, try to get up a Facebook page for this soon. Yeah. And you can follow Lou on Twitter, at LTAO. I'm actually at Lilea Tao. Oh, I don't you're have on any, Twitter? I, I am on Twitter. <laughs> I don't have any followers because I choose not to have any followers. You choose the, not to? The only followers I've had that we have like actually followed, quote unquote, have been those automatic um, Can you get rid spam. of followers? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, have been those like automatic generator or automatic generating followers where they just follow you and then whenever they put out a tweet, usually it's like an advertising thing, um, it shows up on yours. Oh, so sounds annoying. Yeah, so I just delete those. But if you um, search Twitter, I think I'm at Lily Atal. <laughs> I'm not even sure. <laughs> You're not even sure? I'm not even sure. I just use it more to follow other people every once in a while and you know what the thing is with twitter i am so bad about it i check it probably every every two weeks that's it yeah that's it that's when i check twitter all right okay well that does it for us here uh before we go thank you to our news producer jackson helmer and music provided by kevin mcleal uh from incontact.com um check it out good stuff Okay, well, we'll see you next week, and in the meantime, uh, don't do anything stupid that would put you on this podcast. Good advice. All right, see you.